Hello and welcome to AnyGames Talent Talk, a show where I sit down and talk to various people from the anime and video games industry to learn a bit more about them, the projects they've been involved with, and the characters they've brought to life. I'm your host Joel, and today I'm joined by another very special guest, known for her work in Sword Art Online Alternative, Little Witch Academia, and playing the lead in Beyblade Burst Turbo. I'm joined by Laura Stahl. How are you going, Laura? Hi, I'm good. How are you doing? Not too bad at all. Uh... <laughs> So you've been uh, working in the anime industry for a little bit now. Uh, can just you talk a about bit. just a little mm-hmm. bit? <laughs> can you talk a bit about how you got started uh, as a voice actor uh, and what kind of keeps you passionate about being a voice actor in the uh, anime roles? Oh gosh, um, I got started basically by accident, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I, a lot of people I've heard they they say the same thing. That started by accident. I was not aiming for it. I uh, I have a really wonderful friend that I've known for over a decade now, and uh, he started working in anime before I did. Well, we were both pers- we were both actors pursuing and and uh, uh, stage and film and other things like that. And uh, then he started doing pretty well in in uh, voiceover. And he said, you know, you would you think you would do well. You would like this. So why don't you give it a shot? Um, and the friend that I'm talking about, you might have heard of him. His name is Kyle McCarley. Uh, uh, the name is, oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he's in a lot of different animes. He, he uh, is the lead in Mob Psycho 100 and mm-hmm. um, Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans, and, and he's in a bunch of other stuff. Be, be the Beginning, all kinds of things. Um, but I knew him before all of those things. And then when he got started, uh, right around when he booked Durarara, that was one of his first um, shows. He was like, this is really great, and I think you would you would enjoy it, so why don't you give it a shot? And I said, oh, well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and he he introduced me to the casting director over at Bang Zoom Studios uh, via email, and, and she invited me to come in and observe some of the, the sessions and see what they're like, because I'd never, you know, even considered it or, or trained in voiceover or what have you. I, I went to school for musical theater. And um, I got to go and sit in on a session for for Hunter Hunter. Nice. Um, yeah, and I was like, oh, well, this looks like fun. <laughs> I I I could try this. So I, I started taking classes, and um, I actually became really good friends with uh, Erica Mendez and Lucian Dodge, who are also really wonderful uh, anime voice actors and and JRPGs and other things like that. Mm-hmm. And they were currently working on Little Witch Academia. And since we we happened to be friends and we, we started actually working to not really working together, but we were we were training together. We would get together at their house like once a week or something and we would sit and work on copy and, and work on our acting and work on our auditioning skills. And and since they were working on a little witch, they they decided to be very sweet and generous and and Laura Post was there as well and she they they all sent me a my first anime audition uh which was for which I booked so that was my first role was was something that I worked on with Lucian and Erica and Laura Post as Wangari in in Little Witch Academia and it all kind of snowballed from there just like little bits here and there and then it started picking up volume as as the years went on I think I've been working two years two years now I've been trying to do yes <laughs> so um oh, fantastic yeah, yeah so that was, was really nice of them to, to just let you sit in and see if it was for you or not oh yeah that was very sweet and um I mean that's that's the funny thing about really pursuing just about anything is a lot of people don't think to just 
go ahead and ask for the opportunity. Not necessarily ask for like, oh, walking into a casting director's office and say, hey, you should give me a shot. That's a little difficult, but saying I'm interested in this industry. I'd like to learn more about it. You'd be surprised how many people are, are receptive to that and say, Oh yeah, of course you're welcome to learn about it and, and see if you like it or, or, or try to pursue. And that's, that's really how you build uh, your network is to be friendly and personable and honest and and hardworking. Um, when people see that they, they get excited and, and, you know, it makes them want to work with you too. Yeah. So yeah. that leads into my next question is what, mm-hmm. what challenges are involved with voice acting that people from the outside might not realize? Ooh. Uh, there's a lot of rejection. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of no's and they're always, they're, they're, they're very well-meaning. <clears throat> there's never, and there's, I mean, as long as, you know, you're a personable person and you're, and you're, you know, you're, you're not, you're not mean or, or, you know, negative, it's, as long as you're, you're friendly, of course, people would love to work with you. There's people who want to give people a shot, especially like Mami Okada over at, uh, at Bang Zoom. She loves, she loves giving new, new opportunities to new actors, but it's very difficult sometimes to be able to do so specifically because of the, the specifics of the project or, or they're actors that maybe the the clients might not be familiar with and and if they don't have a a resume which they can lean back on then it's it's difficult to say hey you should give this person a shot you don't know them from adam (laughs) Mm -hmm. but um or or you know there's if you have a similar read or timbre or, or or vocal tone to somebody that they have worked with several times in the past then it's easier for a a a client uh, or a production house to to say I'm going to work with someone I've worked with before because I know that they can deliver rather than somebody who's brand new and they may or may not be ready for this for the challenge. Um, so definitely, there's lots and lots of rejection, um, and absolutely having patience is one of my downfalls. <laughs> 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 That's an issue for me for sure. It's always difficult, like. Um, a lot of people, or especially myself, really, one of, one of the pitfalls that I, that I definitely fell into, especially when I was just starting, um, was thinking if I just reach this goal, I'll be satisfied. It was, you know, when you're, when you're like, oh, I'm trying so hard to get to this specific place or the specific plateau or, or this reach this goal. And you're like, well, if I, if I just get one role in anime to get started, I'll know I've started and I'll feel better. And then you get your first role and, you know, it goes by like that. And you're like, Ugh, mm-hmm. but I want more. Now I want more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, no, I want to do it again. Or, oh, you know, I want to I want to try something else. I want to try something different. I want something that's meatier. I want something that's and and and, and um, you know, especially when you're just starting, it's very often you're going to you'll get a one role and it might take an afternoon to record and you finished it. And then you might not receive another role or have another opportunity that looks like that for months, months, or even a year. I have a, uh, I have a very dear friend who's been uh, working as a voice actor for, for several years, like five or six years. And, and they had their first opportunity very early on when they started, when they just started uh, pursuing. And then they didn't really have another breakthrough for four or five years wow yeah but 
now this person that I that I'm yes and this person that I'm speaking about they're they're booking again they're booking now and they're booking more frequently thank goodness uh because they deserve it they're they're incredibly talented uh but it's just that perseverance you can't let radio silence deter you you Mm, know it's it's really it's it's difficult when you feel like you're kind of yelling out into the void (laughs) and thinking that you're not going to see any returns um when in fact it's it's just it your opportunity hasn't come up yet i know several people who auditioned for for one project or another did not book that role that they auditioned for and then several projects down the line were informed that they'd been booked in something else and it was based off of the audition that they did for project x that they did you know months earlier and didn't get Mm -hmm. Mm. absolutely or from or maybe you'll get booked on on something because of because a, a casting director or a director or something somebody in the industry saw a performance that you had done in a previous project or another anime or another video game or something so work will beget work and sometimes that takes years but it doesn't mean that it's not happening (laughs) of course yeah yeah so um that kind of also leads into the following question about the audition process where Mm -hmm. uh i've noticed uh not just Mm -hmm. yourself but other anime voice actors as well uh kind of uh especially with the the Netflix produced anime series, a lot mm-hmm. of similar uh, actors are all involved in some way or another with mm-hmm. each of those series. So I was going to ask, uh, do you get, uh, do you have to go and audition for each one of those or is it a, a case where the, the casting director has worked with you before or is familiar with uh, the, the, the types of works of those actors and just recasts them not all, like almost automatically? Uh, that's very much a case-by-case basis. It depends on the project. It depends on the client, how particular they're feeling, um, how sensitive they have to be to the original material, um, and what have you. So there are some projects, and, and, and it also depends on the on the uh, budget of the project as well. Yeah, of course. So if they have a little bit more wiggle room within their budget, they can spend a, li- a lot more time being precious with each character and however many and and so they can you know they'll do their their initial casting process and initial and then they'll have a callback process or what have you especially if they're if it's a really high profile title they'll they'll be really careful to select exactly who they believe is going to be able to carry whatever that that title happens to be um and then there are other projects that say they're long running or or they're um they're for whatever reason that I I could not know uh they they've moved from one studio to another and there are other characters that that carry over from the previous incarnation of the show like say say Beyblade it's uh it moved from Canada to Los Angeles and um I know specifically the clients wanted to be as faithful to the original uh uh actors as possible like it was unfortunately because it moved it a lot the a lot of the actors could not retain the 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 roles that they had but they want to stay as true to the performances and the spirits of the characters as they could um so there was a very long vetting process i know for that in particular because they they wanted to respect it you know the 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 project itself and the 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 property itself they wanted to be really you know, mindful of that. 
Um, and then say there are other other shows or something that might have a very short timeline as to when it can be done. Like you'll, they'll receive a project and say, all right, we have from here to this date, we need to make sure it's out. So you don't have a lot of time to, to do a, a full long casting process. Um, so uh, that's that's when a casting director might reach into their Rolodex and be like, all right, who do I know that can uh, come over and pull out a really solid performance without a lot of prep time? Um, who do I know who plays characters that are similar to this and they always knock them out of the park? And, you know, and they'll, so they'll, they'll call their, their, their faithfuls that they, that they know can do it at this time. Cause, cause they, they don't have, you know, weeks and weeks to deal with, to, to search. <laughs> yeah. Tons. Mm-hmm. So, it, yeah, obvious. so it absolutely, <laughs> yeah. So it, so it just depends on, on which project it is, what their time frame is, how much money they've got, you know, all yep. those things. Show business. <laughs> <laughs> the business behind the scenes. Oh yeah, it's it's hectic for sure. And then also it depends on on the how local the actors are cuz there's a lot of really wonderful talent that works primarily in in Texas and there's a lot of talent that works in Canada and then there's a lot that work in um in Los Angeles. And there are a few actors that I know who will work in in a couple of those places. Like there are a few actors I know who have worked in Dallas and LA because they have they're local to both studios because they've got you know, a place to land in each, in each state or Mm -hmm. what have you. Um, But for the most part, a lot of people will just kind of stick to their area because they're close by. So a lot of, yeah, yeah, it just depends. (laughs) I wouldn't want to travel hours for work every day either. Yeah, that'd be tough. (laughs) It's tough. Sometimes you, sometimes you'll get lucky and they'll, they'll, you know, they'll reach out to a specific actor and say, okay, we, we would like you for this thing. Um, and they'll do a remote session or something, or maybe they'll have that actor come out and they're, they're booking it specifically like, all right, we'll have you here for three days. We'll knock it out and then we can send you back home yep. um, and what have you. But it's, you know, it, it's, it depends on the project and, and the relationship between the client and the actor and the, and the, the production house. Uh, so you kind of touched before on uh, wanting to do different kinds of roles or not get stuck into a, a, a single mm-hmm. type of role or and things like that. Uh, if if your IMDb profile is accurate, I noticed you were uh-huh. in a couple of live action uh, shorts or live mm-hmm. action projects earlier on I in was. your career. Um, mm-hmm. So can you talk a bit about like uh, the flexibility that comes with being a voice actor, especially you could even uh, include... Uh, we can talk about your character in Beyblades. So, like, mm. if you were in live action, you would never be able to be cast as a young boy, obviously. <laughs> That's very true. So, yeah. Um, um, so, I've, yeah, I've heard a couple of other voice actors uh, in the show as well talk about loving the flexibility and the roles that they can play by being a voice actor. Is that also something that you love about the, the job as well? It's, Correct, yeah. It's awesome. I uh, I really enjoy it because... Number one, you, you know, I, I get to play things that normally I would absolutely not get to play, um, you know, creatures and little boys and who whose hair explodes when they get angry <laughs> and being able to do things that I wouldn't normally be able to do. Like Iger is is very good at parkour, whereas I might die. <laughs> <laughs> I might not survive that. But, you know, it's there's 
a lot of this really interesting flexibility there, just like physics wise and role wise and what have you. And you can, the volume of, of roles that you can play in, in the amount of time uh, exponentially grows because when working on set, you might be on set doing a set of scenes um, for up to, you know, 14 hours for one day. Or you might be on one a, a feature film and you'll be working on it for for two weeks up to or or three months or or what have you. I mean, think about the Lord of the Rings films years ago. They were working on those things for years. Yeah, they filmed all back to back, and yeah, those yeah, there for a long time. They were there for a long time. The the Game of Thrones uh, crew, they're there for a very long time. They're shooting for several months out of the year, and it kind of, I mean, yes, those other those actors will they'll have to work their, their schedules and they'll, and they'll work on other projects in tandem, but it becomes very hectic and you can, it's not like you can work on several projects in one day. Whereas no. if you're a voice actor, you can be working on eight or 10 different projects in three days <laughs> or, or more depending on busy. how, Oh yes. It keeps, it can keep you very, very busy. Um, you know, you, if you're if you're doing seven or eight or, or nine hours of work in one day as a voice actor, you're working on several different properties in just one day. And, you know, you can start the morning as a creature and end the and end the day as a princess. And and it's insane. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, if you're if you're lucky enough to be booking at that volume, because because once again, that's not every actor is doing that. No, but of course. When, when it's nice work if you can get it. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Helps pay the bills a bit. It, yes, it does. <laughs> Beyblade is my best friend right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. And um, that seems like it's going to be a kind of long-running series. So uh, what's it like being yeah. a – like that's when you booked the role for that and you got the lead, uh, like it must feel pretty good to have frequent work. Oh, I was flabbergasted. <laughs> I was just blown away. Um, it was It was really lovely because – Mommy, the the casting director, she told me personally. She she pulled me aside and she was like, "I just wanted to let you know that you you booked this." And I was like, oh, "What?" Because <laughs> it was absolutely the largest thing that I had booked to date at that time, and I I was just I couldn't believe her <laughs> at all. I was like, um, are you sure? I don't. Why? <laughs> Why? What? What do you mean? No, it was and it was. It was fantastic. I was I was just over the moon for for days, for weeks. Um, but it is it is really interesting. It was. It's definitely work. It's a mm. it's a work. Playing Iger is a workout for sure. Uh, he is he is fiery and he is full of passion and he is full of energy. I take off my shoes in the booth and stand in <laughs> in bare feet. This is very funny. But and and I'm often. At, almost every line I'm, I'm like punching at the air or kicking or, or just very, very tense. And it's, there's a lot of dynamic movement that happens with that. Um, and he has a lot to say. So there are several hours of work to do. Yeah. Kind of bringing um, the acting into voice acting. Oh yeah. Well, it, it really, it should be acting voice rather than voice acting. Voices are all well Earth. and good, but if there's nothing going on underneath it, then it just, you're just doing a silly voice. Everybody gets bored. Yeah. You've heard that happen before, I'm sure, in, in like certain shows and and in games and things where it's just like you're just you're just putting something on. You're just yep. reading words. <laughs> you're collecting like, the paycheck. 
Yeah, that's that's all you're doing. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> but um, it's interesting the way that that anime or that that shows are, are done, because a lot of people will think, okay, well, now you've booked this job, you're working from start to finish, correct? You've got every day, you're working on the job until you finish that show. And that's not necessarily the case, because the way that shows are done, they'll do them in, in chunks and volumes. So you'll you'll do, you know, you'll you'll do maybe episodes one through three or one through six or one through four and you'll work on those until they're done and then those will go from from recording they'll send them into mixing and have them have the engineers work on them and make sure that they sound as as best as they possibly can before they go to you know there are several other layers before that episode the episodes are complete Mm -hmm. you know so they'll so you know you'll work on it for for maybe it you know, depending on your character, you might only have one day in the booth where you're only working for two hours, or maybe you'll have several days in the booth and you'll you'll have worked maybe 16 or something for the for that week, and then you finished your volume, and then you wait again until you have more. <laughs> <laughs> Is that so, often a lengthy process, or a few weeks, few months? It depends. It de- it it definitely depends on the project. Um, it can be, you know, a month. It can be a week turnaround. It can be two weeks turnaround. It really just depends, and on the the um, how quickly the the writers can write and adapt the the episodes and the uh, schedule of the production company itself and the deadlines that the clients are asking for. Yeah. So it's hard to know. <laughs> so I'm not going to ask you to pick just one, but can you pick your three uh, personal favorite characters that you've uh, voiced and, and why? Whether that be Oof. just because it provided like a challenge to you or it's fun to play or, yeah. Oh, Your three golly. most enjoyable. My thrill. Golly, that's hard. <laughs> um, I mean, I'll probably have to say, I'll, I'll list Iger in there. That's a default because he is my first lead character. and And so I've spent quite a bit of time with him. Even though he's he's sometimes he's a little bit stubborn, isn't he? A little bit yeah, arrogant, but that's okay. <laughs> just a little arrogant. Uh, but you know he's learning. <laughs> um, what's another one? I I very much enjoyed Bianca Carlisle in uh, Gundam Thunderbolt Bandit Flower. Um, she's mouthful. not as yeah, it's a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> um, she's not as well known out there. She's not in. It's it's. It's my favorite Gundam, and it's Stephanie. I know it's Stephanie Shea's favorite Gundam. I'm pretty sure, but it's not a lot of people know about uh, Gundam Thunderbolt, and uh, I really enjoy it. And sh- and Bianca is this really like very strong, um, like badass pilot. She doesn't fly a Gundam. She does fly a mech, and um, she's she's right in there with with the lead Eo. And she helps him because he's, I'm, I'm, I don't want to give away the plot or anything, but she's, yeah. she's one of those really strong, intelligent, kind of like takes no shit characters that are, sometimes can be few and far between um, for the fairer sex. <laughs> nice. yep. But I, yeah, I really enjoyed her. And then number three, it's my third one. I don't, I don't want to choose. Um <laughs> <laughs> Actually, she—I can't say that one. 
Yeah, no, don't get in trouble. I can't tell you that one. Um, gosh. Maybe Clarence, honestly. Clarence was a lot so of fun. Sword Art Online? Yeah, in, in, um, in Dungale Alternative. Mm-hmm. Clarence was a lot of fun because she was she was very flirty and there she was very funny and and really cool she was far cooler than I'll ever be even <laughs> even kind of <laughs> she even kind of caught with her you know with her hand in the cookie jar a couple of times but she she just kind of kept her head and and let everything be light and and knew that this was a game and um so I really enjoyed her good answers yeah thanks uh so <laughs> How do you personally prepare for a new role? Do you go in and, and want to watch the original anime or read the manga before going in, or do you just prefer to to see what the character is for yourself or ha- have the the director guide you in the process? Um, once again, it'll it'll kind of depend from like character to character. Uh, specifically, like hmm, with Iger, I decided to kind of stay away from learning about Beyblades too much when I went in because after I after the first uh, episode that we recorded I found out that he didn't know very much about it and Mm. I was like oh okay well if he's just discovering a lot of this stuff then I want to discover it with him so I want it to all feel kind of fresh put your put you in the character's shoes a bit yeah a little bit and um and then say for for other uh things that that I've worked on like um Depending on the style of the show, or if it's a show that lives within the genre, like uh, with with um, with Gun with Gungale, I uh, <laughs> I I had watched some of Sword Art Online, and I've watched I watched the previous Gungale um, season of that, and and just to know the style of that. Alex von David is the director of of all the Sword Art Online stuff, and he has a very specific specific style when it comes to direction and when it comes to acting and stuff. And I wanted to pay attention to that and, and his approach uh, so that I could walk in and kind of live within the world and, and kind of fit there. Um, but yeah, it, it just sort of depends on like who the character is and how much they know. And um, if say, I, I always warm up for everything vocally, like I'll sing in the car. <laughs> 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 I will. And, and make sure that I've done vocal warm-ups uh, so I can walk in. But really, I try to be as fresh as I can and be as open as I can when I walk into to do a new role. Oftentimes when you're working in, especially in anime or, or voiceover in general, you don't get a lot of in- information. You don't receive a lot of the information until you walk in. Yep. Um, so it's, you really have to be able to be flexible and be willing to change. Um, I, I there have been a couple of instances where I've had to walk in, and and I thought, oh, okay, this is going to go in this direction, and then the director will open their mouth and tell me exactly what's going on, and I'm like, oh, I'm <laughs> it's wrong. Not like that at all. <laughs> it's not like that. You got it, and just like <laughs> do something else real quick. Um, Especially if there's like a quick timeline. I've been on certain shows where suddenly uh, they needed to fill a spot and uh, they only had, you know, just a little bit of time to do it. So they're like, hey, we need you in here really quickly. We need to finish this in just a little while um, because it's going to go up like that. And um, 
So here's the premise. Here's what's happening. Get ready. Get set. Go. I'm like, all right. You got it, dude. Let's see what happens. <laughs> um, so improv is a really good trainer for that. And um, if you if you must be self-conscious and feel stupid, make sure to do so after you've finished work. <laughs> nice. Good advice for any job. <laughs> it is. It's true. It's um. I've had those moments where it's kind of crunch time and, and you have to kind of throw caution to the wind and, and try not, you know, you'll do things that, that feel silly, that look silly. I'm so glad that you can't take pictures of me while I'm in the booth, especially for, for Beyblade, because I make the strangest <laughs> faces. Oh, I look so dumb. <laughs> it's amazing. But um, uh, yeah, but you, you, can't, you can't sit there and think about what you look like or even what you sound like. Because otherwise, you're just going to get in your head and you're going to trip yourself up. So I just try to to just not expect anything. Um, there's I don't know who said this. There's a saying that I've always really, really loved. And it kind of it's kind of like my life's mantra, which is expect nothing except everything. Nice. Yeah. So like, don't expect don't ex- don't think that you can predict what's going to come up for you. Um, but accept whatever it is that comes and roll with it as best as you can. Similar to, it might have been last week, the week before, a, a tweet you sent out about never believing you're going to get a role and then you get a role. Oh, yeah. And then absolutely. <laughs> you're like, I, as things get handed to you, you kind of run with it, but you never believe you're good enough kind of thing. Yes. I, I want to say, for, especially to that tweet, because that one got a lot more traction than I expected it to. <laughs> um <laughs> But yes, I, I want to say, number one, no matter what level you seem to believe that you've gotten to or whatever level that you believe that other people are ahead of you or what have you, that feeling doesn't go away. <laughs> um, I talked to Matt Mercer like a few weeks ago, and I was I was mentioning feeling a little bit like wobbly about that. He's like, oh, yeah, that doesn't go away. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, but well, you're you getting it from him, then it doesn't go yeah. away. Then it doesn't go away. It doesn't go away. He's he's about as set as, as set can be. Um, and uh, it's it doesn't it doesn't go away. It's just and it does it doesn't really I don't know if it it doesn't necessarily get easier, but you become used to the sensation of feeling like you're falling sort of. It's like because you're like, oh, I don't know where my next job's going to come from. What am I going to do? It's going to show up. Take a deep breath and relax. It's going to be OK. And it's okay to feel self-conscious. It's okay to be nervous or, or what have you. Just know the time and place for it and to and get up again and, you know, stay strong. But to beat yourself up for feeling self-conscious or beat yourself up for, for being afraid or what have you is not going to serve you any more than the feeling of being afraid itself. So don't get mad at you. <laughs> just Just try to be your best friend. And run with it when you get the opportunity. Yeah. Absolutely, because you never know where where opportunities are going to come from. I've even just this week has has taught me that from from certain opportunities that have come up for me that I just that were completely out of left field, <laughs> um, did not expect at all. Like I don't even know how this person got my contact information, but okay, <laughs> <laughs> cool. So yeah, that's some yeah. great advice. Thank you. I I hope that it helps somebody because. It's advice that I have needed and had to find my, all by myself. So, 
but we're working on it. Yeah. Slowly but surely. You continue to work on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so starting to wind down the interview a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I want to know what you do in your spare time when you're not working on anime. Oh gosh, what do I do? What do you I... do to relax? I play Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> with other voice actors because <laughs> I'm a nerd. Um, with yeah, uh, Mercer? Uh, no, not with Matt Mercer. I've never played with him, um, but I have other friends. I, I play with Jalen Cassell, who is Okuyasu in, in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, mm-hmm. and he also writes JoJo. He also writes Beyblade, and he does a whole bunch of other things. He's He's crazy intelligent and then you know he's our dungeon master and then i play with i was a gonna say does guys. he write your campaigns he does and can i tell you he does an amazing job <laughs> because i i it's hilarious because i'll go over to his place and we'll play and i'm like all right i get to relax and unwind and let my hair down and we get into the game and i'm just so anxious it's always so gripping <laughs> and it's like oh no <laughs> i'm terrified I thought I was supposed to relax, and now I think I'm going to die. Everything is wrong, but it's always so good. It's always so freaking good. Yeah, watch out for that, because I think he was, he's musing about starting a Twitch stream about a, uh, doing a D&D campaign. I'm like, oh, God, Jalen, don't do this to me. <laughs> keep an we'll eye see. out. Yeah, keep an eye out. Um, so I, I do that. I also write in my spare time. I, I live in a fantasy world, basically. <laughs> I've always loved. <laughs> I love reading. I love. I love to write. I love stories. I. That's. That's why I do the things that I do. It's because, it's really my favorite thing to do, which is experience characters and other worlds. Ah, and I bring think them to life. We all can relate to that a little bit. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Is it just like casual writing, just for yourself, like for fun, or would you ever want to take it further and and seek out publishing or would that become too Um, much of a a job and chore then and it wouldn't be as fun I mean it depends I've actually I have written a little bit professionally there are a few opportunities coming up for me that I can't necessarily talk about yet um I did one thing I can say I wrote a or I co-wrote I'm not going to take full credit because then I'll just get beat up. But (laughs) (laughs) I uh I co-wrote with two other really great colleagues of mine uh, a couple of years ago, a, a live action uh, horror film that is being produced in conjunction with Sony Pictures, and oh, it's nice. art. Yeah, it's already been shot, and, and it should be uh, coming out soon. I don't know. They don't tell me things. I'll find out. <laughs> Are you able to say the name of the project, or is it secret? Um, it's it's called One Remains. Um, mm. It's it's a, a small independent film. And it's about a group of uh, of documentarians that are that are investigating mysterious deaths that happened up in a mountain, um, <laughs> and that's what I'll say about that one. But yes, I do. Yeah, it should be it should be fun at the very least. But uh, I do write uh, prospectively for for professional means, and then also just for my mind, just to get things down on paper. Just switch off. <laughs> yeah. You know, and coloring, <laughs> but that's less cool, even less cool than Dungeons and Dragons. I'll sit down and color with colored pencils like a child. Nice. 
Hey, that was all the rage a couple of years back. It, it came back, resurgence of adult coloring books. Oh, no kidding? Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was just a loser. Great! <laughs> <laughs> nope. Oh, and, a... and I, play video, yeah, I play video games as well. I uh, just finally got the chance to start playing uh, Breath of the Wild because I'm oh, nice. lame yeah. and it takes me forever to get to try anything. But yeah, Breath of the Wild's like eating up all of my time lately. Yeah, it's it's big in scope. It'll, yes. It can eat up a lot of time. Oh, it can. <laughs> <laughs> More than it should, but, you know, that's okay. <laughs> Do you have an, any other favorite video game series that you enjoy playing? Oh, Dragon Age. Oh, my wife loves uh, that game. It's so much fun. I can't not. Inquisition, it has my heart. Yeah, um, she's replayed yep. it probably the whole way through, probably six times now. I'll, I'll come home. She doesn't play very many games at all, my wife, but uh, she'll yeah. redo that one over and over and over again. She's. It's like a good book. You you can just you know you can start again from the beginning and it's and it feels fresh again. Cause like a choose your own adventure. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and you know, I'm, I'm romancing such and such this time, and I'm gonna <laughs> not do this to this person this time. I'm like, okay, go ahead. <laughs> like, all right, whatever you know, let's your boat, go for it. Yep. <laughs> Yep, me and your wife, we would be friends. <laughs> so before we head off, I just want to uh, say a big thank you for coming on the show again and uh, letting uh, me and the, the other listeners in uh, a bit about your life and, and the roles you've done and uh, your bit of motivational speak in the middle of there. Aww. Uh, but before we head off, um, mm-hmm. feel free to, to plug any of your, your shows or your upcoming things that you're allowed to talk about or uh, where, where they can find you on the internet and, and follow your work. Oh, okay. Um, gosh. Well, once again, I'll a thousand times talk about Beyblade Burst Turbo, which you can find on Disney XD uh, Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. Or if you don't have Disney XD, it's also find, you can also find it on Hulu or there's, there's the Disney Now app. I think they've got it streaming there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? I know that Sirius the Jaeger just came out on Netflix. Netflix, yeah. Uh, yeah, Sirius the Jaeger's on there. And um, for the more mature crowd, not children at all ever, you could watch uh, Backstreet Girls on Netflix <laughs> as well. <laughs> uh, I haven't I jumped play... into that yet, but I, 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 it's got me interested. Oh, man. That was... That was a moment in time. <laughs> that was daunting, uh, to say the least. I play I play Lena, and she she pops in uh, towards the middle of the of the ten episodes, and uh, she that person is a trip, <laughs> um, for sure. But that one that was that was a very fun project and a little terrifying to say the least. But it was good. <laughs> um, and if you, you you're welcome to, to to watch, of course, you know, uh, Sword Art Online, Gun Gale Alternative, and and find me as Clarence, or I'm also in Seven Deadly Sins as Gareheed in the second season. Um, and you know, find me everywhere else. I you can my Twitter handle is Laura underscore Stahl S T A H L, and uh, I'm on in on Instagram as Laura Stahl, no underscore that time. And uh, yeah. Oh, and I'm unlocked. I'm. I also. I was gonna say, do you have unlocked? Yep. I do. I do have unlocked, and I stream every Monday at 6 p.m. I missed this Monday because I was 
in session for a thing that I can't tell you about, but is really freaking exciting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a really cool show. Um, but yes, I, uh, I will be on there. On, I, I like to, to stream on, on Mondays at 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific, or sometimes I'll jump into other people's streams when I'm feeling mischievous. I've jumped in on Kyle's stream. I've jumped in on, on Kellen Goff's stream. And um, I think I jumped in on the the sword art uh, the sword art parody uh, channel stream. <laughs> so you can find me on there every once in a while, playing around and being mischievous. But anyway, right. thank you so much again for for yeah. inviting me to do this and talk My with y'all. My pleasure. Yeah, if you if you're happy to, uh, I'd love to probably speak to you later on in the year as well, maybe towards the end of the year, have you on again, and you can talk about all the projects that you're not able to talk about now. <laughs> that would be great. We can I catch up. Yeah, we can catch up on on some of the cool stuff that's coming up, um, and I'll I'll let you guys know as soon as I can. Yeah, just stay in touch, please. <laughs> Will do. All right. Okay. Thank you very much for joining me again, and that's the end Thank of the you. episode. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Talent Talk. Look forward to next week's episode where I'll be sitting down and talking to another voice actor from the anime industry and picking their brain. If you liked this episode, please consider subscribing on YouTube or on your podcasting platform of choice so you never miss an episode. And feel free to communicate with me on Twitter at anygame underscore au. That's A-N-I-G-A-M-E underscore A-U. And let me know who you'd love to see on the show. This has been Joel from Anygame, and I'll catch you in the next episode.